Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. It's me, Doug. If you'd like to check out our podcast episodes live, head on over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash lowercase c slash mindgappodcast for the live stream there. We'd love to interact with you during the show. While you're there, it would mean the world to us if you would hit the like and subscribe button. This little act helps us grow and we'd appreciate your contribution. If you're still in the giving mood, head over to wherever you're listening to this podcast and give it a rating and a review. If you like a particular episode, video, or bit, share it around with your friends. Who knows? You may help another mind gapper find their way into our loving embrace. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindgappodcast. Your subscription will give you access to early content, exclusive videos, special Discord privileges, and more. All right, that's enough for me. On with the show. Mind Gap Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And boy, we're real glad you're here. Are you a little chilly? Is it raining outside? Yeah. Do you want to come inside? Get a little warm by the fire? Why don't you get? Uh, why don't you cozy up under that blanket? Yeah. Dry yeah. off. Take off your jacket. You know. Yeah. We'll rub your hair a little bit with a nice soft towel. Get you a nice I- little little mug of hot apple cider. How about you slip out of those wet clothes and into a dry martini? Yeah. Mm. And then we've got a hot tub over here. Yeah. Yeah. And we're live streaming. Do you want to join us for the hot tub stream? Just dip a toe in. Just real quick. Just the tip. Just yeah. for a second. Just to see how it feels. Just get in there. You know, Is it because too hot? It seems hot at first, but you'll get used to it. You it know? will. Yeah. Body regulate, and then we'll just turn to the camera, you know, and we'll be like, what's up, Twitch? Yo. We're, we're hot tubbing. And we're here for you. That's right. <laughs> that went places. <laughs> weirdest way we've ever started a podcast. But I'm here for it at the same time. You know what? You know? I'm here for it too. It felt right. It's raining where I am. It's a little. It's like a typical fall night, you know, yep. a little chilly, a little rainy. And it's just like, you know, if you be, but you're outside in the cold. This is like a typical Halloween for the Midwest right here. It's just rainy Absolutely. and cold, if not snowing. We've probably talked about this before, but my Halloweens growing up were consistently ruined. My costumes were consistently ruined by having to put a coat on over the costume. And I'm like, but mom, no one's going to know what I am. And she's like, yes, but it's like 42 degrees outside and it's sprinkling. And I'm like, but people aren't going to see their coal. They're not going to see my costume. And every year it was a fight. And every year I lost because I was a kid. Yeah. There was a wonderful uh, photo of myself, of like my brother and I. He was wearing a Freddy mask and I was wearing like a Jason hockey mask. And we're both wearing these big puffy fucking coats. Yep. But we have these masks on and it's just like, oh, cool. All right. I guess that's just what Jason Jason and Freddy went to middle school. Yeah. Right. And it was just. I'm so used to that. Like just, you know, not being able to really wear your your costume because it's so fucking cold. What team's starter jackets did Jason and Freddie wear? Exactly that right. Yeah. yeah, I remember mine was blue. That's <laughs> it was blue with a red stripe. That's what I think I remember. Nice. So yeah, it was just yeah. When you see yeah. these all these other people like going out in these costumes, I'm like, how do you get to do that without a coat? Like, where do you live? There was a few Halloweens ago where I don't remember. It had to have been bef- 
before the pandemic, I assume. So maybe 2019, it was like a beautiful year. I remember sitting on the front porch at my sister-in-law's place in Chicago, and I was just elated because everybody was out. Everyone was in costume. And I was like, this is going to be the Halloween to end all Halloween. Like it's the Halloween you hope for. And you just get to see all the kids in their costumes. I'm like, this is awesome. And there were some really fucking cool costumes. I remember working at the hotel, working the three to 11 shift. And I was heading back, going all the way to Howard at the end of the line. And I was just tired, grumpy, whatever. We get to uh, Fullerton and then Belmont. All the college kids flood onto the train, all of them in their costumes. And I was like, oh, no. It was just. And there's just all these kids. And I'm like, just full dressed up. I remember one kid was dressed up as the Pope. Uh, I mean, it was just, it was, it was wild. And I'm like, I'm not in the mood for this. (laughs) I just want to go to bed. It's late. (laughs) You know? Oh, no. Richie Armour. Richie Armour's here. Hell yeah. Hey, y'all. Hell y'all. That's where you're going. Hell. I'm glad that you're uh, back online, Richie. Yes. Makes us happy. We missed you. We're glad that you had to, you know, make the financial commitment to another computer. That sucks when that happens. It's it no does. fun. That is that is the worst. But hopefully that one will last you for years and years yeah. to come. Fingers crossed. Um, yeah. So uh, fun stuff. Let's get some yeah. housekeeping out of the way so we can talk okay. about more fun stuff. Hey y'all, uh, check us out YouTube.com/slash/MindGapPodcast. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button because it costs you nothing and it means everything to us. And we're at 231 subscribers. Come on now. Marching up those charts. Marching up those subscriber charts. It's great. It's awesome. We've seen a lot of movement. So thank you. If you have subscribed, we appreciate you. Thank you to everyone that has liked. Thank you to the people that comment on our stuff. It means the world to us. Engagement helps our stuff get pushed along. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, if you want to check us out live uh, Tuesdays, 7 p.m. Central which is when we live stream the podcast. You can be like the cool people like Zinni, like Noah, like Richie. You can chat with us live. We love it. I also host a uh, video game live stream on Saturdays at 8 p.m. Central. Uh, fair warning, there will be no video game stream this Saturday, October the 15th. I will be out of town. So, unfortunately, you should, instead you should go check out Noah's stream. He'll be streaming Overwatch 2. So, go to at Noah Reno on YouTube. Check out his Overwatch stream. Um, we had so much fun last Saturday playing Overwatch 2. It was We had a 12-person game. Never been done before, getting that many people together for a game. Uh, on, on mind gap that you guys pulled that off and it was so much fun we just did custom games and we just had a real good time it was super laid back i felt no pressure i got my ass whooped and it was it was wonderful i had so much fun and i just gotta say noah and the water cooler gang y'all are good at that game and respect okay i like to think i'm pretty good at left for dead too that's my game overwatch is your game i i concede okay but thank you I enjoyed playing with you all. You are very great. You're good. You're good sports, and I appreciate you. And Noah, yeah. I appreciate the teabag. That was very fun. Noah basically wiped out our whole team on a round, and then he teabagged me, and it was a wonderful moment. Hopefully, you'll be seeing it that moment very soon uh, as a clip. So, check out our YouTube page for that. Uh, if you, if you want to, you know, see more of us, or if you want to support us, uh, check out our Patreon, patreoncom podcast. Check out our merch, Redbubble.com. Type in Mindgap Podcast there. Pick yourself up something nice. If you want to join in, if you want to be like, hey man, I want to play Overwatch Two with y'all. 
Check out our Discord server. Link is in the description down below. Join us. Uh, join us for our video games. We Not only on Saturdays, people will get some squads together during the week. And we hang out and we chat. We you know uh, talk about different memes and all sorts of stuff. It's really, really fun. So uh, go do that. Check that stuff out. And uh, yeah, that's that's all for housekeeping right now. Justin, you got anything going on? Huh? Anything well, you want to uh, tell people about? I would love to tell people about this little crowdfunding campaign we got for Love and Improv. It's our feature film that we're doing. And we are in the last, uh, at the tail end of, day, of nine days left. So by tomorrow morning, we'll be at eight days left in the campaign. And uh, we had a, a pretty good day today uh, as far as fundraising went. But we still need, after everything's, after all the dust settles, uh, we're still going to need about $4,000 to hit our green light go payout. It's not the full amount that we're asking for, but we need 80% to get to our green light payout. And we'll need about $4,000 in the next eight days. So if you can, go to loveandimprovfilm.com and click on the Seed and Spark logo. That'll take you to our crowdfunding campaign. We've got a whole bunch of really cool incentives. Uh, in fact... I'm going to go in there right now and I'm going to just uh, talk about a few of them. So uh, let's see here. One of them gets you a shout out on our social medias and all the love from everybody that's uh, part of this. Uh, for $25, uh, you're going to get your picture on a movie poster. $75, you're going to get to choose a prop that will appear in the film and you're going to be invited to our exclusive online backers only screening you're going to get to see it before anyone else backers only screening if you do a hundred dollars you can be a vip at a live improv show that we're doing with the cast which will also be filmed and used in the movie so you'll probably be an extra 250 dollars you're going to be a featured extra that means you get to come to set and you will be like people are going to be able to see your face on the screen and then we've got a $500 tier, a $1,000 tier. And you know what? If you want to uh, do more than that, you can. You can do anything you want. So from $1 up to $1 billion, whatever you want, whatever <laughs> you can afford, we would appreciate it. We just need 4000 more, though, to get us to that payout. So some really cool incentives. Go to loveandimprovfilm.com. Click on the Seed and Spark logo. You can see the ones I listed and the other ones that I didn't talk about. Um, and it would mean a lot to us. Uh, we so far through the MindGap community uh, have raised just over $325, I think. Thank you, MindGap yeah, oh, community. Sorry. Well, yes, there's a caveat to that. But yes, through the community, we've raised over $325. Uh, in the time frame that we've had uh, Adam's challenge going on, we have raised $265. So that means Adam is going to take two and i get i bet you we can get him to do three shots of some like scorpion tabasco sauce nonsense on next week's episode so be sure to tune in live and watch adam smeestead come back on and just absolutely punish his insides it's gonna be marvelous let's make him let's punish his butt ladies and gentlemen yes right. punish his butt doug punish his butt yeah <laughs> uh, doug just posted the uh, link to the Season Spark campaign in the chat for this episode as well, so you can find it there. Yes. So thank you, everyone, who has donated thus far. And uh, thank you in advance to those who have not, but who are thinking about it. I know you want to. 
Yeah, seriously, thank you for all the support. You all are great. We appreciate you. I say that like I'm running this. I'm not. I'm just. I'm supporting it. Support this. Yeah. Support this project. It's great. There you I go. I believe in it. Thank so, you. woo, uh, Justin. Yeah. How was your be- week, Pud? How was your week? I almost called you, you call pal or pud? bud. I was like pud. You called me a pud. <laughs> I did. I called you a pud. Oh. See, pal and bud. You, that's a term of endearment, right? It's like yeah. me teabagging you. It's like, oh, <laughs> that's from Doug. It's totally cool. Bingo. That's yeah. it. Yes. Um, my week, my week was good. Uh, we went to, uh, we drove back to Chicago over the weekend and we went to, um, our cousin's 40th birthday slash quinceanera. She apparently she's Cuban. She never got a quinceanera. It's like that math doesn't add up. <laughs> when she was younger, something happened and it either got canceled or delayed or put, I don't know what happened, but she never got one. So her husband, which is Beth's uh, blood cousin, she married into the family. Uh, I'm sorry, blood cousin on. just sounds like, yeah, like a, like, like something from D and D. It's like there goes the blood I've cousin. Been, I've been watching way too much Game of Thrones and yeah. Lord of the Rings. Like that's yeah. that kind of uh, uh, shameless blood cousin has entered the tavern or whatever yeah. you know. <laughs> I don't know. I also don't know why that was important to denote, but it's just a, it's a detail that builds out the world that I'm telling you about. It's like so, when my dad, God bless him, would describe his, you know, his, yep. his track kids. He'd be like, I got this girl. She's really fast. She's black. And I'm like, okay, I mean, great. I mean, he didn't mean anything by it, but it's, for him, he's yeah. like, he's asked to, has to be like, she's a black girl. I'm like, okay, thanks dad. Like, thank I can picture her now. Thank you. Right. Like <laughs> that doesn't add anything to the story, but I appreciate. I maybe. Yeah. 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 Anyways, yeah. <laughs> uh, so he threw her uh, best cousin threw her this amazing uh, 40th birthday slash quinceanera. It was a wonderful time. Uh, we got to go back there and have a have a party. So it was the first quinceanera I ever attended. So it was a, a nice. wonderful, uh, wonderful little treat to see how it's all celebrated. That's awesome. Yeah, it's very cool. So a traditional quinceanera. Way to go. <laughs> What's it? I said traditional quinceanera. Very cool. <laughs> a traditional. Well, I guess what would it, what is forty? What would that? What what would you deem it? You know what? It's too much. I can't even do it right now. Yeah, I don't know. It's a fortieth birthday quinceanera. That's what it was. That's <laughs> yeah, it. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I had a pretty good weekend. I had a pretty busy yeah. weekend with with uh, Nat. We uh, we went to a pumpkin patch with a friend of mine from oh, college, I love it. which was great. It was like a little mini amusement park and had all sorts of cool stuff. So it was great to see him and his family, um, which was really fun. And then, uh, I, I smoked some cheddar cheese, Justin. You smoked some cheddar cheese. That's right. Tell me more about this. I'm going to hold on. Can I guess Mm -hmm. you had a block of cheddar cheese? Mm -hmm. You scored it, you seasoned it, put it on the smoker in some tin foil, and then you used it as either to dip stuff into good guess okay but no all right i i cold smoked it to infuse the smoke into the cheddar cheese to then refrigerate and use later to eat with slices of apples what is cold smoking basically it means that your the goal is not to melt the cheese okay the goal is to infuse smoke into the cheese okay so that you can because you've ever had smoked gouda yeah absolutely yeah exactly stuff like that that was the goal um to essentially do that and it was very interesting i had to essentially put it on a very low temperature at least the lowest that my smoker would go and i had to like it was above a tray of ice to keep it cold oh wow so that and i had to keep swapping out the ice so i did like every 40 like i did like two rounds of 40 40 minutes 
And then okay. I would go in, I'd flip it over, I would put ice under it, and like, you know, so that way it didn't get too melted. It's still, if you look at it, you're like, ah, this doesn't look the most appetizing, but you cut it and you eat it, and you're like, this tastes really good. But here's the, here's the trick. All right. You got to let it sit in the fridge for two days. Otherwise, the smoke flavor is really awful <laughs> on the outside. Really? As they described it, it tastes acrid. And I don't know exactly what that is, but I feel like I taste it because I tried it. I was like, I'm going to try it after day one. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't taste the best. Like, yeah. It's a very powerful I don't know taste. What acrid means, but I know I tasted it. But I know what it tastes like. <laughs> and uh, it was because I was at, uh, we did fourth of july fireworks in october because yeah. you know of everything that happened with the shooting uh in fourth of july and um someone brought smoked cheddar apples and crackers and i Ooh. fucking devoured it and i was like oh my god this is so good then like a light bulb went off i'm like wait can what can i smoke cheese like maybe so yeah. i looked up a recipe and i'm like doesn't seem too hard let's go give it a try and I went to went to Costco, got a big old fucking block of cheese, threw it on there, and uh, I've been eating it every day. So, <laughs> well, I'm glad it's not going to waste. I'm oh, glad no. that the acrid taste, the acrid Ohio taste, yes, has this. I also feel like that is what acrid would taste like too. Acrid, um, yeah. if you just licked acrid, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm glad that it has dissipated a little bit. It has turned out to be a good experience for you but let me ask you this is there a difference in your mind between smoking yourself and just buying smoked cheese no i mean i was just curious to see if i could do it it was more of an experiment like okay did this person smoke their own or did they buy i think they they bought bought? it okay and i was just curious i was like can i I like where your head's at. Yeah. Because also, I don't know necessarily where to get smoked cheese. I mean, I'm sure it wouldn't be too hard to find. Not at all. So, um, I've accidentally bought it before. So it's not. <laughs> you're like, this isn't what I wanted. I'm like, mm, what is this? No, because it, it wasn't that difficult to do. And again, I was sitting there wondering, I'm like, you know, if for some reason I was going to go to a party or something and I was like, I brought my own smoked cheese and, you know, I don't know. It's kind of fun, you know? You can also, I'm, sh- I'm assuming. You know, smoking your own cheese gives you the option because you can buy a myriad of different wood chips until mm-hmm. you can infuse whatever style of smoke you want. Right. Exactly. So going to the store and buying it, you might only have one type of smoked cheese, whereas yeah. with yourself, you can do, you know, a cherry infused, a maple yeah. infused. Apple, apple wood, all that. So pecan like and I, I guessing to, you know, you're thinking for, for the holidays, pecan, I bet would be. A wonderful little thing to add to a charcuterie board. I, I gotta say, man, pecan smoked stuff is amazing. Like, I, I didn't really know what it was gonna taste like, but I got some pecan smoked bacon, and Ooh. holy shit, is that yeah. good? Like, to, as far as I'm concerned, that is top level bacon right there. Pecan smoked <laughs> bacon. It is. I will need to try that because I've never. I don't amazing. know that I've ever specifically had. Because I thought it was gonna taste have like a sweeter, like sort of flavor to it it is not it is very i don't know the only way i could really describe it is you've been to disney world you know sort of like the fake smoke they put in like when you're going through a ride it's supposed to be like fire like it's got that but it's better and it tastes amazing like so it tastes like you're eating a better disney world exactly yeah so akron ohio tastes like ac what is it acrid Acrid, yeah. So Akron, Ohio tastes at like acrid, and Disney World tastes like smoked pecans. There you go. 
All right. We're getting to the bottom of a lot of shit on this episode. Yeah, right. Richie says, we call weed cheese sometimes in the UK. I thought Doug had gone off his, off the rails for a weekend. <laughs> I smoked some cheese, bro. I, I'm just saying, like, if Doug had that kind of weekend, that would have been. How mad would you have been that I had done that without you? I would have been furious. You'd be like, come furious. on, man. Like The thing is, like, I don't smoke weed anymore. But I know. I would come out of retirement if you were like. I'm thinking about trying this. I'd be like, cool. I'm canceling all my plans for this week and I'm driving back and I will come out of retirement. That, and yeah. that's exactly what I would do is I, because yes. again, you, I don't, I know you don't do it anymore, but I know you used to. And I'd be like, Justin, I do experience this. You're like, hold on, Beth, hold, hold my beer. I got a code green. I'll see you later. It's <laughs> just yes. like, okay. She gets you your jacket. She like, she has a, 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 like a, a stash bag for you. She throws it out. Here you go. We'll see you when I see you, honey. You're like, I got to hit the road. There's no clothes or supplies or rations. It's just different styles of bombs, bowls, rolling papers. Yeah. Yeah. It's got some snacks in there. You know, it's got some flaming hot Cheetos. It's got the right music mix. You know, for some reason, it's CDs, even though we we don't. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's got binder of burnt CDs. You get there, I'm like, dude, I don't even have this. It's like, whatever, man. It's just ritual. We got to have it, you know? We got to have it. Let's go you see if we can find one. Let's see if we can go find one uh, that we can play it on. Oh, okay. You get in your car. Your car plays CDs. We're going to be in right. there. We're going to hotbox this. We're going to go old school. <laughs> yeah, oh no. God. It was it was a fun experiment. And I was, it was, I've just enjoyed trying that stuff. Like, I've, yeah. I've tried a couple of recipes that I've seen lately. Like, I made my own um, oatmeal cream pies. Uh, I made my own. Nice. Yeah, that was were dangerous. I mean, dangerous. you remember killing a box of those at assignment desk, right? Yeah. I've got I've got video of you smacking the side of the desk and screaming. Don't know why I was doing that. With the empty oatmeal cream pie box and screaming, I'm going to assume because they were out. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I made my own and I had to ration those out. I'm like, you get a half a day, buddy. You get a half one half a day they were fucking delicious dude i would oh, i would love to try those next time don't next worry time man it's we, we meet yeah. here's the thing not that hard to make okay they don't take that long dangerous <laughs> knowledge i yeah. also made some caramel brownies and then just tonight i made apple bread so oh man yikes uh yikes it's been it's been a delicious uh delicious time and i blame youtube because I hop on YouTube and a lot of my suggested videos are fucking, you know, cooking things. And I'm like, ooh, and there's this one guy, I forget his name, but he has a channel called Preppy Kitchen. And he does a lot of baking stuff. And I'm always like, what's he making today? And I'm like, ooh, ooh. Like tonight he had one that was uh, um, pumpkin whoopie pies. Natalie wanted to watch that one. I was like, ooh. Natalie's like, will you make that? I go, first of all, you need to prove to me that you like pumpkin. Because I feel like we've been down this road before. She's like, right. I like pumpkin. I'm like, I. She goes like, what, she goes, what do you want me to do? How how she goes, how can I prove this I'm to out. you? I love the fact that your daughter is at the age now where and is you enough of your and Jill's child? Because I can hear Jill saying that too. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, you need to prove to me. The fuck do you want me to do to prove it to you, she's Dad? Like, she's like, how do you want me to prove it? I was I like, I don't know, but we're gonna get something, some sort of treat that's pumpkin flavored, and you're gonna try it. And you're gonna tell me whether or not you like it, because I'm not gonna make these. Because Mom doesn't like pumpkins, I do, and that means I'm gonna have all these fucking cookies, and I'm gonna have a hard time throwing them away. So you need to prove, prove it. You know, Jill's so, not a pumpkin fan, huh? No, she does not like pumpkin. So um, yeah. Uh, speaking of Natalie, we had this wonderful 
improv game that we made up that now she wants to play all the time. And I've had to explain to her twice. I'm like, listen, that was a one and done. All right. I'm glad you had fun doing it, but we're just not going to do that anymore. It was just something really silly. Like we were just like, you know, kind of like snuggling on the couch and then we started like wrestling or whatever. And, and I go, you're going to something I used to say to her. I go, you're going to sleep outside. She goes, you're going to sleep outside. I'm like, you're going to sleep in the fire pit. And she goes, oh yeah, well, you're going to sleep in the dungeon. I was like, oh, the dungeon. What did I deserve to go in the dungeon? She goes, you know what you did. I go, what did I do? She goes, you know what you did. I go, no, I don't. She goes, you stole the candy. And I go, you don't have any proof. And she goes, I have photos right here. I go, give me those photos. And so it was me like grabbing them, pretending to eat them. And then she would take them away. Then yes. I grabbed them. And then she would do that and try to take them away. And then I held them up high and she goes, magic wand. And she like pulls it to her. And I was like, what the? And then at one point I, I put them in my mouth. I go, mm -mm. she goes reverse time. And I was like, mm -mm. and then like pulled it back out. And we were just like, Oh, she's fucking on fire. It's just like disappear. And it's like, poof, it's gone. I'm like, where'd they go? You know? <laughs> Wow, man. Yeah, she we were having awesome. a really good time. It was really fun. And now she's like, Dad, can we play proof? Can we play proof? And I was she like, calls it proof? I was like, Natalie, I just, it's not the same to do that again. It's just right. not. It's not. She's like, there I've got the proof. And she like holds it in front of me. I'm like, it's just, I'm like, all right, you keep it. I don't want it. Like, <laughs> I feel bad. I go, we'll make up another game. It'll happen organically and it'll be really right. fun. You well, know? It's so funny because as kids, like you just you don't understand that there are some things that are fleeting and there are some things that are repeatable. And like yeah. to, to have such a, a fun time with that and be like, well, we're doing this again. I'm holding on to this. Yeah, uh, she doesn't understand. She definitely has a bad habit of like running things into the ground. She's really bad with jokes. She's the she? kind of kid that will like she'll do something funny. She'll get a reaction. She'll do it and she'll do it. And she'll do it. We'll have to be like, all right, you killed it. Yeah. You got to learn. You got to. It's hard. It's one of the toughest lessons to learn is to say it and then walk away and be it like, is. you know, drop the mic and peace out. Um, Trust that you'll come up with something better down the road. Yeah. And you'll get them again. Yeah. Leave them wanting more and walk away. Yeah. So don't be like dad and force the sound bites because, uh, you know, you got to <laughs> wait for the right time. We and all know I, how that goes. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, but I was just really impressed like, in the moment. She's like reverse time. I'm like, okay. I'm going to, and I totally just play along with it. I'm like, that this is fantastic. A, that's incredible. First off, like yeah. the fact that she was able to do reverse time, disappear, like magic wand, you know, magic wand. That's incredible. I love it. And that's the, I'm trying to teach her too, because I always play along with her. I yes. And her, she doesn't always do that for me. Right. I always got to be like, this is a two way street here, girl. Like if I, if she'll be like freeze and I'll freeze and I'll be like electricity and she just keeps running. I'm like, Hey, electricity. I'm I'm electrocuting you. Come on. Like you got to play right. along. And she's like, eh. and then she just keeps going. I'm like, no, it's just as fun to be on the receiving end of this stuff as the one who's delivering it. It's like, it's great. If you play along, it's super fun. Yeah. And that's I, a tough, that's a tough lesson to learn, to teach yeah. though. Like, cause I was thinking like, how did we learn that in improv? Because it is not, like now that I'm like thinking of it from a like a analytical standpoint, it's it's not an easy concept to teach. Yes, and well, I, th I it made sense to me because I realized I just did it all the time. Like yeah. it was, it, it kind of comes natural to me um, in that regard. Yeah, um, it's funny because thinking talking about like just playing with the kids and stuff. Um, my friend and his family, he has a, a son and a daughter, and. Um, we, you know, at this, at this pumpkin patch, there was like, you know, train rides, hay rides, there were yeah. like slides, there were tilt-a-whirls, there was like petting zoo, you could ride ponies, you could do all this sort of stuff. 
he sent me a text afterwards. He's like, man, that was so much fun. He goes, I asked my son what his favorite part was. And his favorite part was a game that we all made up called Steel Doug's Hat. And ah. for probably 15 to 20 minutes, uh, we were standing in the corner of this place by a bunch of, of like plants you could buy. And it was Steel Doug's Hat and then cast spells and shoot him with arrows to make him, you know, to keep the hat because the hat had all the power. And, um, and that was the thing. And I laughed in the middle of it. I go, you realize that we've paid how much to get in here to do all this stuff. And this is what we're having the most fun doing right now. This is the most occupied they've been all day. Right. And even his youngest, which is like in someone's backyard. Right. And his youngest, which is his daughter is like three and she's kind of temperamental. She doesn't necessarily like a lot of people or she can kind of flip back and forth. She was getting in on it. And she was like casting Crazy. free spells on me and making me do stuff. And of course, I was just like really like leaning in hard, you know, yeah. to it. So which was making her happy. And, you know, and it's just one of those things where I'm like, that's where I'm at my best is at parties. If there's like Natalie and her friends, I'm going to go fucking play with them. I'd rather play right. with them than hang out with the adults most of the time. I'm like, I'm yeah. good. Bye. I'm going to go. Where are the kids? I want to go play. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's dude. That that makes all the sense in the world, which is why you were so good at improv. Like when you, that's why, why you continued on. Why you were on multiple teams is because you just have that knack for playing. You know, yeah. it's like yeah, I like supporting. I like doing that stuff. That's kind of just in my my wheelhouse. Yeah. So you know, I enjoy doing it, which is fun. I think more than anything, you got to think about the safety of your kids, Justin. Especially. Especially in this time, around this, Halloween time. In this day and age, it's a spooky season out there. It is. Hashtag spooky season, man. And there's some spooky shows out there. There there are. I mean, the new Hellraiser mm-hmm. is on uh, Hulu, you know? Yeah. Werewolf uh, by Night. Werewolf by Night. There's a new one on Netflix, which is supposed to be terrifying. Shudder's got a, a bunch of really sick, twisted stuff. I'm assuming yeah. those are what you're talking about. No, that's, those are good no? guesses. Yeah. But what I'm talking about is Hocus Pocus 2. That's right. According to Fox 8 uh, in Troy, Texas from KWTX, uh, we've got uh, uh, a Central Texas mom warning parents about Hocus Pocus 2. Hashtag had to be Texas. Had to be Texas. Um, yeah, the, so this has been going around quite a bit. Uh, you all have probably heard about it. You may have seen parodies of it, but, um, you know, at, at reading this article, there's parts of it that I, I try to give this, this mom the benefit of the doubt. And I, I would say on a very generic level, very broad level, I'd be like, I agree with her. But then there's a moment where it turns and I'm like, all right, no, we're not on the same page. <clears throat> But it's it starts with her, you know, basically saying, don't watch Hocus Pocus 2 um, because, you know, well, this is this is this is tough how the article starts. It's like a worst case scenario is you unleash hell on your kids and in your home. That's that's a bit dramatic. There you uh, go. The whole movie is based on witches harvesting children for blood sacrifices. And I'm like, did you see the first one? <laughs> right. Because that's what they were doing in the first one. Did you have a problem I'll with the first you, one? Just based on how old she looks, she's not too far off from our age group, so she had to have grown up with that first one. I guess. 
Um, she's like, do not watch this film. Everyone thinks it's fake and innocent, but they could be casting any type of spell that they want to. Anything could be coming through that TV screen into your home. On that last bit, I could be like, yeah, you should be, you should be cognizant of what your kids are watching. You know, you want to be aware, right? That's, that's a good thing. The literal text of it, I'm like, you know, just take it easy, you know, take it easy. Uh, I love the Troy mother of three is a person of faith who says she believes in protecting her family. And she felt compelled to warn others about the media. They could be allowing their children to consume to consume. Again, I agree with that, right? You should be aware of what your kids are watching. I see too many kids that will get like a tablet in front of them and they're just on YouTube watching whatever the fuck they want. I'm like, yo, no. Or I see kids on TikTok and I'm like, Hey, no, 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 no. That's not cool. So, like, to that extent, I get it. I, I'm on board with that. You know, she says, I love everything to do with house and home. I love creating a safe environment for my family and friends to come into. I believe everything starts here. It all starts at home. I agree with that, too. I believe that your home should be a safe place. It's, it should be a getaway from all the troubles of your world. There's nothing worse than having to deal with, like, work or school, be stressed, and then come home and be stressed. That's not great. So I'm with you there, Mrs. Gooch. You know, that's her name, Gooch. Um, And then she says she believes there's a spiritual war, which I'm like, okay, this is where I start backing off a little bit. She says, Mm -hmm. we have not participated in Halloween in about four or five years. Sounds like people of faith. That's how I lost my faith in in Christianity is in second grade. I told that story. You know, my second grade teacher says we don't celebrate Halloween here because it's not a Christian holiday. I'm like, fuck off. I don't believe in this anymore. Um. But then she she goes, you know, we haven't participated in Halloween in about four or five years. It's just now how we live our lives. It grieves me, the thought of exposing our kids to darkness. And to that I say, get over it. You live in Texas. Get over it, okay? Right. There's darkness around us. I'm not saying just, hey, do you want to watch Faces of Death, children? But I'm saying... <laughs> You need your job. Your job is to prepare them. You need to prepare them for the real world. And there's you do that in small steps. One of my favorite moments, uh, because Natalie's just so fucking curious all the time. And one day she was looking at like some play money and it was like a picture of Abraham Lincoln. She's like, who's that guy? I'm like, oh, he was a president a long time ago. She's like, well, tell me about him. I'm like, well, I gave her a very abridged version. I'm like, well, he was a president. He's most known for, you know, uh, working to free slaves. What are slaves? That's a fun conversation to have with a five or six year old. I explained to her like, you know, what it is, why it's bad. I go and, you know, some people didn't agree with him. And actually this, you know, president was actually assassinated. I go, do you know what that means? She's like, no. I was like, he was killed. He basically was at a theater. Guy walked up behind him, shot him in the head with a gun. And I guess um, <laughs> the other day at the the neighbor's house with the kids, um, for some reason, Jill just overheard being like, yeah, he got shot in the head. And like, she was like, wait, what are you talking about? She's like, Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> he got killed. And I was like. And she goes, where did you hear about that? And I was like, that was me. Be careful uh, what you teach your kids of history because they may innocently want to impart knowledge unto their friends, but in doing so may, you know, uh, make a few gaffes along the way. You know, yeah. I 
believe I've told a story about that in the past as well. Yeah. Where I, I attempt to do the same thing. So I respect Natalie's desire to uh, pass along knowledge about uh, history and things of that nature. Yeah. I mean, there's a kid in her daycare when it came to Martin Luther King, you know, day. She, some kid in her class is like, yeah, he was murdered. And I was like, that kid's woke as fuck. Hell yeah. That kid knows what's going on. <laughs> this kid knows, knows his history. That's yeah. right. Also, um, good, good. I love the fact that you're that you didn't shy away from the the harder part of the conversation talking about slavery and like the assess like taking some bigger concepts and being like, cool, we're going to introduce you again in a very condensed uh, easy to digest version now to just, you're going to have a bite of this. And then later on, we'll get the full meal and we'll, we're going to work you into it. But like, I think it's, it, it's important to, it's important to start kids again early and, and, and honestly about certain things. And if, look, if your religion doesn't uh, agree with the movie Hocus Pocus, that's fine. But instead of, uh, you know, waging, and I know in this article, it's like, oh, I don't mean, I don't want to wage a war, but when you post something like that, I feel like you are drawing a line in the sand. Ta teach it in your home, tell your kids, whatever you want to tell them about the movie. I would say, is there a need to end, uh, evangelicalize it, uh, or evangelize it rather on social media? I feel like when you when you go to that length, you're you're asking for some attention there. Yeah, you know, because the way I look at this too is, this is the time I don't want to. I'll lie to Natalie about Santa Claus. I'll lie to her about the Tooth Fairy, about the Easter what Bunny. Do you mean? Sorry, Justin. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, don't do it, Doug. This is a Mind Gap exclusive. 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 Justin, Santa ain't real. Don't do it, Doug. Don't do it. Don't do it, Doug. Don't do it. He's dead. He got <laughs> shot in the head <laughs> because of Elvin labor loss. Oh, not Santa. No. Oh, unions. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah um no yeah. i i for me it, it, i looked at it as like this is my responsibility to yeah. take these moments because i don't want natalie living in some fantasy fucking land where slavery <clears throat> isn't what our country was founded on because it no. was and i don't want her believing that columbus was a cool dude because he wasn't you know i want her to know that indigenous people lived on this continent before Europeans got here. I want her to know that racism still exists and I will mm -hmm. find ways to have those conversations with her where I don't feel like I'm indoctrinating her, but I'm also just being like, look, some people suck. Like the world sucks. And just the other day before at dinner, she's like, dad, can we talk again about slavery? I'm like, yeah, what do you want to know? Like, I'm just very, you know, yeah, straightforward. I'm like, yeah. She's like, why is it bad? I'm like, well, think about it. I think about if you were forced to do like you basically someone's like, I own you and you you, you have to do what I say or I'm going to hurt you. I go, does that sound good? She's like, no, I go now imagine just because it was the way you looked. How that, you know, just right. I need her to understand that it's my responsibility as a parent to expose my kid, hopefully in the healthy doses of the real world and the darkness that right. does exist in that world. I don't want to ruin her innocence. But at the same time, I'm like, look, kid, you got to learn about this. We live in a very white suburb. Right. And I'm grateful that there's a few kids of color in her school and things like that. There's a kid with disabilities in her class, which I think is great. She's exposed to that. You know, she's learning about that sort of stuff. And it's my job as a parent to basically be like, hey, 
there's some real shit in the world. There's a reason right. why you're doing active shooter drills in your school. You know, it's not all sunshine and rainbows out there. No, yeah. I had to have a talk with her yesterday. She wanted to, you, you know, draw with chalk on her front, you know, you know, in our driveway. I go, listen, mom and I are, are going to do stuff in the house. I go, but you got to know if someone comes by or tries to talk to you, you don't know them or pulls up and tries to get you to go in the car. I was like, don't do it. I go, they may try to take you. She's like, why? I go, some people are just bad like that. She kind of got really sad and gave me a hug. And I go, yeah, look, I don't, I don't like it either. I go, but this is, this is how the world works. That's unfortunate. Right. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just trying to say, trying to give you some rules to, to live by. If someone's like, Hey, I lost my dog. Will you get in my car? Don't do that. Like, that's a trick. They're yeah. going to try to trick you. Like, don't do that. So, so to, to a certain extent, like I said, Mrs. Gooch, I understand where she's coming from. Um, I don't think there's darkness coming from Hocus Pocus too. I don't know. I, yeah, look, <clears throat> I understand that so on the on the far far sides of the evangelical right and the Christian conservatives and the even I don't even want to bring uh, right left conservative liberal into it. Just just on the the hyper religious side of things, I I understand that there's a very significant fear of anything that does not align wholly under that you know under that banner. Uh, you know, there are people who think Harry Potter is the work of the devil because it deals with witches and wizards and magic and it's dangerous. And <clears throat> it's I, I suppose it's a matter of opinion. I'm I'm going to say for myself, it's not it's not dangerous. It isn't. It's it's a story. It's a very clever story. Uh, Hocus Pocus is a fun kid based Halloween movie. There are far worse things. I would say to that lady, don't let your kids watch Hellraiser. Probably yeah. not what you want to expose them to. Hocus Pocus? I don't know that it's going to have the same effect. Well, look at it. It's like, listen, if you don't want yeah. you want your kids to watch it, don't don't fucking let them watch it. That's totally fine. I again, yeah. I think kids at different times, different like whatever. Every kid's different. Some kids can handle things. Natalie loves fucking Jurassic Park, man. She loves that series. It's sure. beyond her normal age range of what she should enjoy. But she really likes it. I'm like, all right, cool. There's other things that fucking scare the shit out of her. And I'm like, cool, that's right. not for you. you know. And there's some movies I can't wait to watch. Uh, this past Friday, Jill went to a book club uh, with some other uh, local moms. And so it was just Natalie and I. And I was like, she's like, what movie should we watch? And I was like, part of, I go, you know, Jill was nearby. I go, hey, Jill, what do you think about if we watch Gremlins? And she goes, dear God, don't do that. Do not do that. I was like, yeah, you're probably right, but Barbie's like, I don't know, Gizmo's pretty cute, you Maybe? know, like, yeah. But I was like, yeah, that probably probably won't work. So we watched Men in Black, which that kind of freaked her out a little bit from time well, to time. Sure. So, um, but you know, it's just like I, I, some kids can watch different things at different times. Some kids will be able to handle that stuff at different times. So on one hand, I do agree with Mrs. Gooch here. Like, yes, be cautious. Like the, the underlying fundamental, like root of what she is saying yeah please be cautious and yeah yeah the specifics are where i start kind of going like "Mm." you know look if you don't want to celebrate halloween i get it like i don't like decorating either you know buy candy and kids just steal the candy and they steal your mickey mouse bowl that your kid really (laughs) liked even though they could just taken the candy and you wouldn't have cared but they took the bowl too and you know they didn't keep it they probably just chucked it somewhere and your kid for weeks afterward was like, why did they take the bowl? That's my favorite bowl. I'd be like, some people suck. You know, again, just teaching them about the darkness. I get it. Halloween can suck sometimes. Okay. All right. 
but you know when you know she's also makes a point here that sometimes people don't realize what's happening it's just it just smells of some conspiracy theory bullshit you know the other thing that it comes off as is is it comes off as a savior complex and i know 100%. at the end of the article she says something to the effect of i'm not looking to to change how i can't remember what the quote is it's near the end of the article do you, do you see it there? Oh, well, this, is the, this is the one that bottom me. She goes, oh, if you don't agree with me, that's fine. You need to go and follow your own heart and your own conviction. But for a Christian, we are held at a higher standard. Which to that, I would say, mm, have you met most of the Christians? Because I don't think that's true. You may believe that, but... right. That's not what uh, most people don't practice what they <clears throat> preach. No. Their higher also, standard is actually pretty low. <laughs> right. I would also say what a way, what a way to make yourself someone who's supposed to be practicing being humble and humility and, you know, like what a way to just come off holier than that. Like we, you can do whatever you want, but we are better so we need to be better. Go do your own thing. It's your life. As a Christian, we're held to a higher standard than you. Right. <laughs> Fuck yourself. Yeah. I would I would also so at the end of the article, somewhere in there she says something about like I'm not trying to change Hollywood, but if it affects just one person, I'm I'm good with that or I've made a difference or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm like, look, it again, it just it comes off so to to me. I know she's saying she's not trying to preach, but it comes off so unbelievably fucking preachy of like, you know, just you have to be aware. You have to know what like if you don't want to celebrate it, that's fine. But and this is where I'm of two minds and I want to get your your take on this, because. The purpose of social media is for people to have a platform to basically just dump their thoughts at the same time. I'm like. Don't fucking you. There's no need. If you don't want to celebrate it, that's fine. If you don't want to watch it, that's fine. There's no need to take to social media and uh, and, and preach this to other people. Like, t- keep it in your house or take it to prayer group and and talk about it there. But when you post it online, you absolutely are trying to. You say you're not trying to wage a war, or make a difference, or change Hollywood. You are. Like, you know that this is the kind of shit that's going to go viral. You know this is the kind of shit that easily could get picked up. So don't sit there and pretend like you're, you're. I'm just trying to help one little old person. Like, no, you're not. You're trying, you are pushing, you're pushing your, your perspective on a lot of people uh, with the intent to do so. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't know. But at the same time, I'm like, well, that's what social media is for. So I am, a, I'm split on that. What do you, do you think, where, where are you on that? I, I don't know. Social media Good, in general makes social media or don't people feel like they're, we're just now ingrained in the idea that we all get to share opinions all the time. People still struggle with the idea that there's consequences that come with those opinions. Um, and I don't think there's going to be any consequence. Like, no, this isn't a hot take. Like, no, no, no. I'm just saying I'm, that was just like a saying. side note, a side note of yes, like people yes, are yes, like, yes. I can say whatever I want. And they seem to forget that there's also consequences for saying whatever you yes. want. Um, so people just feel the need to constantly just say whatever they think all the time. And so this doesn't surprise me that this is the thing. Right. I think it's kind of absurd that it has gotten this much attention. 
I'm kind of disappointed that this became a topic yeah. for our week, you know, that, and that we're covering it. Yeah. So we're playing into the game itself, but I mean, it's, it is yeah. entertaining uh, in a lot of ways to break this down. So I, I just like, I don't know. Um, I think people latch onto this. It's easy to latch onto this because it seems crazy to yeah. it's divisive purposefully. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a perfect viral idea that here's this children's movie and this lady's like, it's, it's darkness. It leads to darkness. And people are like, that shit's crazy. Then other people are like, well, our faith, I believe in it. And I believe in you, lady. I believe in you, Gooch. You know, like it's just one of those things where it's, it's, it's just the perfect, it's the perfect fodder for getting attention and stuff like that. And it's like, it's unfortunate. And I'm the same way. I'm like, listen, I don't give a shit. You know, I, I've had uh, political people, you know, uh, people coming by my front door being like, hey, will you support this person? I'm like, yeah, I plan on voting for him. And they're like, will you put a sign in your yard? I go, no, no, I don't need I don't need anybody to know who I'm voting for. I don't need them to know who I'm supporting. I don't I don't care. That's not for me. That's for you. And yeah. I'm giving you my vote. That's enough. Like, I don't need the world to know. I, I just it's it's I don't feel compelled. God damn it. This dog. What? What do you honestly, want? though, as we're talking about the dog is so dark that with no light back there in the shed, it just looks like your door flies open. Yeah. It's a ghost. It's spooky season. I close my door. It now. is. It makes door. it really, it's, it. it's Hope you're ready. perfectly on brand for what we're talking about. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, she's looking at me like, do I do good? I'm like, I don't know. Kind of you're in the way now. I can't center myself because your tail's in the way. This is where I will be for the remainder of the show. Apparently. God damn it. Can you just move, please? Please. Please. There we go. Oh, good girl. Sorry, everybody. Dog's in the way. Dog's in the way. And no one can even see this either. Good girl. All right. Um, yeah, I just keep that shit to yourself. The I, I think I, I've heard comedians say, like, the world just lacks shame. Like, people yeah. just have no shame. They just post stuff all the time. The amount of time yeah. you see, like, a video that's hilarious and humiliating for someone that's posted is like, why would you post that? Right. You could argue that maybe someone took it and posted without that person's permission. But for the most part, you're like, no, this person probably took this and then posted it. And it's like, why did you do that? You could do another take. You know that, right? right? Like, this, this, it's not <laughs> one and done. Like, you can do another right. one. It's absurd. Every time I post a video, it, 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 you know, if it's a talking to camera style video on any of my social medias, what you're seeing is more than likely take 10. Or they're spliced together. <laughs> We're you know, place together, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's absurd. And speaking of absurd and Texas, uh, other stuff coming out of Texas. Hashtag had to be Texas. Yeah. Uh, this comes from Cron. Uh, man sues Texas Pete after learning hot sauce is not actually made in Texas. Full disclosure: I didn't realize Texas Pete was even a goddamn hot sauce until I saw I this article. When you sent this to me. To talk to be like, hey, check this out for a topic. I was like, I don't know what to, I don't know who's who Texas, Texas Pete, Pete is, but he's he's got a lawsuit on his hands. Yeah. So um, this is absurd. This is insane. This is so the 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 long and short of it is a California man is suing North Carolina based T W Garner Food Company over its branding of Texas Pete original hot sauce, alleging the product misleads customers into believing it is a product of the Lone Star State. So this guy went, bought a $3 bottle of hot sauce called Texas Pete, and then was absolutely just 
destroyed emotionally and financially when he found out that this is actually not from Texas. Because apparently he needs something that originates from Texas to season his food. I don't know. Um, but Well, he said... He said himself, uh, the, hold on, I got to find it. I had it. Uh, with a name like Texas Pete, one would think the famed hot sauce is manufactured somewhere in the Lone Star State. Uh, and he, ah, fuck, I, I can't find it. Article's too long. Basically, he was like, I thought I was getting true, authentic, uh, uh, Texas hot sauce. Uh, and my question is, is there a, a specific flavor that is Texas hot sauce? Yeah. Cause I, I feel like most hot sauce is all the same. That's why that's what for me, I'm like, okay. It's the complaint also alleges that the ingredients of the Louisiana style of hot sauce come from sources outside of Texas. It's like Louisiana style hot sauce. Yeah. Not That's in from North Texas, Carolina. Made in North Carolina. Yeah. And, and not only that, on the company's website, they give the story of how they named it. If I'm sure if you just turn the ball around, you would see where it was made. But in the complaint, yeah. they say, uh, had he known the hot sauce wasn't made in Texas, he wouldn't have bought it. By representing that it's Texas Pete brand hot sauce products are Texas products when they are not, the company has cheated its way to a market-leading position in the $3 billion hot sauce industry at the expense of law-abiding competitors and consumers nationwide who desire authentic Texas hot sauce and reasonably but incorrectly believe that it is what they are getting when they purchase Texas Pete. That's exactly... That's the that's what I was looking for. Uh Real quick, yeah, on the back, I'm looking at a label. On the back, it says TW Garner Food Company, uh, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, 27105, product of the USA. So it clearly states where, at least where this company is based out of. Yeah. I just, so this guy wants to uh, force Texas Peace to change its name and brand and to pay up to the tune of, what did you say, Justin, $5 million? Some sources are reporting over $5 million. And suppose this is going to be class action. So if you feel like you were wronged on this, you could get three bucks. Oh, my God. Again, I think we talked about this when we were when we were in our production meeting. I wish that I had nothing else going on and that I could focus. So I wish I had so much time on my hands that a lawsuit against a hot sauce company was the thing that was the hill I was going to die on. Like, yeah, what a, what a, what an easy life this guy leads. Just the, the time this guy has on his hands, you know, to be like, this is it. He's like, he turns to his partner. They throw him the bag, the prepackaged bag of like right. lawsuit bag. He's like, it's time we're going. It's code. It's code red. We're suing the hot sauce. We're going after Texas fucking Pete, you know? Also, the dude lives in Los Angeles. Yeah. What connection do you... What connection do you have? And also, how long has he been buying this? How did he... I have so many follow-up questions. How did he find out that he had been bamboozled? 
by Texas Pete Hot Sauce. And honestly, was it so bad that he's like, oh, this food is awful. Right. I'm sure it's about the principle. Sure. But I even said, I was. Look, I, if, I feel like the principle is flimsy, you know? If he bought it a few times, if he bought it and ate it, did he, was it like, wait a second, this isn't Texas hot sauce? Or did he eat it multiple times, then find out and go, oh, what? I would ask, did you enjoy it? All the other times you ate it? Then what's the problem? I love friend? it. Had he known the hot sauce wasn't made in Texas, he wouldn't have bought it. Really? Really? That really? is a deciding factor. This is the most American thing ever. This right is, here. Yes. This is such an American thing. Like this is the sense of entitlement to this and the idea that somehow they were bamboozled over fucking a $3 bottle of hot sauce. You know, like th there's, this is what someone's going to have time. This guy has the time and money to go about this and figure this shit out. Like I can't imagine being the judge that's to sit oh, through God. this I and just be like, God, what over hot sauce? Really? This is what we're doing over. I, this makes the, the McDonald's lawsuit about like the hot coffee. You remember that? I do. And that one is often misunderstood. That, that oh, actually, it? the woman actually was very much in the right because that coffee was insanely hot, hotter than it should have been. Um, there's an amazing What's documentary that covers that stuff. She got third degree really? burns on her thighs from how hot the mm. coffee was. There was regular uh, reports of the, they were not maintaining the, the coffee makers to the right standard. And they were way too hot. That's it's unfortunate. People are like, yeah, coffee burned like, them. Yeah. And it's like, it, it got totally misconstrued, but actually it was a legit lawsuit. It was totally legit. <laughs> Cool. I would like to rescind my previous sure. argument. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I feel like I'm going to have to. Uh, that's why I paused. I was like, I don't want to go down this road. <laughs> yeah. I don't make him feel bad. But I know what you're saying. You know, let me. It, it takes all other frivolous lawsuits. Yeah. And holds them to a different light because you're like, this one is ridiculously frivolous. That's the point I was trying to make. Yes. No, I totally get it. I mean, you're just going to get that butthurt. Or right. someone like, this is called Texas Pete, but it's not from Texas. It's like, who cares? It's the name. And Where's it from? New York City. <laughs> New York City. Um, yeah, it's it's just the idea that someone's like, hey, they're lying. They're lying to all of us. They're misleading right. us. It's like, it's fucking hot sauce, man. It's hot sauce. There's right. so many, it's like, really I'm trying to think of a, a, a something that you could get pissed off about, <clears throat> you know? Where someone's like bamboozling you, you know, like there's so many more legitimate things to take I would some say of the court if over. If something is marked as kosher, but it's not actually kosher. There you go. There's something that, okay, now we're talking about a serious thing that affects someone's religion and yada, yada, yada. And I understand that we just, in our previous topic, we're like, fuck your religion. But, you know. I don't think we said that, but. No, we didn't say that, but that was the tone. Um yeah. No. Uh, there, there are way other, there are other things that you could get pissed off about. Well, I mean, there's there definitely misleading things. Like I remember there was, um, shit, was it <clears throat> Lumosity or something like that? There was some sort of app that was alleging that by using the app, you either get smarter or it staves off dementia and they were yeah, false yeah, yeah. claims and right. they got hit hard by that because right. that was incredibly misleading. There was a mouthwash when I was growing up. That basically was like, you don't have to floss anymore if you use our mouthwash. 
which right. I went out and bought immediately when I was in high school. I was like, fuck yeah, no more flossing. And they're like, yeah, you need to walk that back because that is not true. Um, right. You know, even fucking, uh, um, God damn it. What's that that game from Hasbro? Uh, um, Hungry Hungry Hippos. No, the one where they had the... Don't the, break the ice. The c- commercial had... The c- commercial had like the, the talking heads and people thought that the, 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 the pieces would talk. But they didn't. It was just part of the advertisement. You have to try and guess who it is. It's guess who? Yes, yes. Uh, I yep. said it. I said you have to guess who. To, guess who? There was the whole thing where they had to put like a big thing. It's like pieces don't actually talk because people were right. so fucking dumb. They're like this game. I bought it. and The pieces don't talk. It's like right, right. You know. Um, yeah. which, again, I just think we're dumb. That's really what it I, is. I, it's all. And the funny thing is, many if not all of these are are American lawsuits. And you know what this boils down to? I think people just feel stupid. I feel like this guy felt really dumb that he but bought something and he feels him. he feels dumb and so he's taking it out on everyone else. But you know? why? Who in, dumb in front of who? Was he hosting a dinner party and he's like, "Hey, let me like he's like he's hosting a dinner party for some potential investors in a in a company. He's spent all his life savings getting this together, getting this pitch together." And he had some oil men coming in from Texas and he was going to make this pitch to them. He's like, I'm going to buy them something that's going to make them feel like home. I'm going to have some Tex-Mex food that I've cooked myself. I've went on and I've watched cooking with Babish and I have figured out all these amazing recipes. And the last piece, I'm going to have this Texas Pete hot sauce. And these guys are going to be so impressed that I got something from the Lone Star State. And then they came in and they're like, boy, howdy, we're ready for some grub. Where's the food? And they sat down at the table and they went, what the fuck is this? Texas Pete. This ain't made in Texas. It's from New York City. New York City. And he lost out on millions of dollars of potential angel investing because of Texas Pete's hot sauce. Exactly. Unless that was the scenario. Bollocks to the whole thing. And even then I say, still fuck you. Um <laughs> But my, my theory is that most people sue or get really upset when they feel dumb. I agree. There was a time when I worked at the hotel and uh, the pool area had glass sliding doors that would lead out onto a deck that looked over Grant Park. And okay. after the marathon, there was this like German guy and um, he, I guess he had been at the pool the day before and the doors were just open. But the next day... Um, like a bird, he was unable to see the glass and he walked into the glass and he got fucking furious. And I remember I had to go up to the pool deck with my manager and the guy was just like so pissed off being like, this is, there should be a sign, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, oh, this guy just feels dumb because I can literally see his face smear on the window. And he did that in front of everyone at the pool and he feels dumb. And he was threatening, like, suing. And I was like, what, because you bumped your head? Are you shitting me? Like, right. And then, <laughs> Jay and Potty Plant, there's nothing funnier than people wa- walking into glass unaware. It is. It's absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Like, it's so yes. funny. And there's the same thing. There was a woman from the UK, sorry, Richie, who I remember came to the front desk and she had, I don't know if you know much about uh, jewelry. I don't know a ton, but I know silver is like the easiest thing to fuck up. Like it is so reactive to chemicals. Mm-hmm. Like anything will tarnish it. It's so easy to make that happen. She wore a silver necklace in a pool filled with chlorine. 
And when she got out, that shit was fucked up. And she came to the front desk, livid that this had happened. And she's like, look what this did. I'm like, yeah. I go, is that silver? She goes, yeah. I go, oh, yeah. I was like, chlorine probably messed that up. And she goes, well, I didn't know there was chlorine in there. I'm like, have you swam in a pool before? Right. She's like, I swim in this all the time. And this never happens. I'm like, uh, I hate to break this to you, but you're probably swimming in a lot of piss. Like, a lot. Like, I'm sure there's plenty up there, but the chlorine at least kills most of it. Yeah. She's like, why well, swim in lakes? I'm like, lakes don't have chlorine. Like, just she was just relentless. Yeah. And this is when working in customer service sucks because ultimately, I don't know, one of the managers was like, let's go to Ace Hardware, see if we can get her like a like some sort of tarnish removing kit or whatever. We'll pay for that. And the lady's like, you're going to buy me new jewelry. And I was like, fuck you. We're not going to buy you new jewelry. She felt <laughs> dumb. Like at yeah. the end of the day, like I thought that was common knowledge. I remember that from like seventh grade science, like silver is like, that's a metal that's just, you don't want right. to mess with it because it's very temperamental. And the idea that that woman took that in a pool filled with chlorine, a very harsh chemical. And she's like, what happened to it? I'm like, um, yeah. it got fucked up. Like, what do you, you know, and the idea that she gets compensation for it. Again, that's the kind of stuff that never sits never with me because right. we're reinforcing the behavior. And it's like, listen, I fucked up stuff all the time. And when I do, I always like my bad. Like, I'm never going to be right. like, will you pay for this? I'm like the audacity to be like, I right. made a mistake. Will you pay for this because I'm unhappy? It's like, no, fuck you. Like, Doug, we're it's not doing you that. Common sense. I don't know. Common sense I have shame. <laughs> I have shame. Well, that too. You have a lot of things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's, to this yeah. to this guy, <laughs> I want to say, I guess, enjoy your time spending on this crusade. You know, good luck, I suppose. <laughs> if the, I hope, if I hope lost- Texas Pete... Change this name to, you know, Dummy Dan's Hot Liquid or whatever you want him to call it. I don't know. <laughs> you, you, yeah, I hope you win your battle with the devil, sir. Right. It's Neil's, uh, North Carolina Neil's uh, hot sauce. Yeah. There it is. Tabasque. Neil's, North Carolina hot wee wee sauce or something. I don't know. Right. Don't put it on your wee wee. <laughs> Parentheses, don't put it in your wee-wee, you know? Like, damn it, we yeah. screwed up again! You know? <laughs> oh, no! This yeah, says they're called wee-wee sauce, and I put it on there, and it burns! It still burns! It's, just, it's the same guy. <laughs> it's in my urethra! Pee ah! hole, please. <laughs> Pee hole. <laughs> Pee hole Pete's wee-wee sauce. <laughs> He hole Pete's wee wee sauce. Don't I do. I do have to say, I did. I did enjoy the story on how they came up with Texas Pete because it's kind of racist. Where, according to the about page, Garner, who's in charge of the company, and his sons were thinking of what to name their hot sauce. A marketing advisor recommended the moniker Mexican Joe in order to connotate the picante flavor reminiscent of the favorite foods of our neighbors to the south. And he goes, nope, it's got to have an American name. (laughs) And Sam suggested they move across the border to Texas, which also had a reputation for spicy cuisine. Then he glanced at his son, Harold, whose nickname was Pete, and the Texas Pete cowboy was born. (laughs) He glanced at his son, Harold, which is the most love that he showed his son in his life. Yes. But I love that someone's like, we should call it Mexican Joe. And he's like, no, it's got to no, be American. American. Yeah, Jesus Christ. 
Oh my god. Well, here's the thing: if it doesn't, if the lawsuit Ugh. doesn't get settled, uh, you know, in court uh, to everyone's liking, there's another way that you can settle disagreements like this. Very common. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. But- I am. Welcome to the Throwdown. Oh, when's the last time you guys heard that song? A few right. weeks ago. But, you know, it feels like a long time. Yeah, it feels like we've done a lot of Ask Practical Doug and Anime Out of Context. That's right. I think, I actually, I think the last time we did one of these was when JF Potty Plant was on. Yeah, if he we was. Snap, Crackle, Pop versus the Keebler Elves, didn't or we? Or was it Danny Giovannini? I don't remember. I think JF Potty Plant was after Danny? No, was he? All right, Justin, you're going to make me do this? We're gonna find out right now, guys. This is what it, this is what this is. We're gonna we get to the bottom of all of this stuff. We get to the butt, you know. Well, Let's Doug. See. Oh God, where is it? We'll get to the butt in a second. Jesus there it Christ. is. Come I'm on, lost it. Uh, no, this was with Noah. Noah and I. We did Flag Smasher versus uh, Brigitte from Overwatch. No, Wait. this is with this is with Jared Bluey versus Blue. Oh. That's right. That's right. Wait a second. So JF Potty Plant and Danny were on that long ago? Already? Yeah. Um, Jesus. Dear God, yeah. I hate how time works in this podcast. Right? Because I'm like, oh, that wasn't that long ago. I'm like, oh, my God. It was only like three weeks ago. Yeah. And how long was it? Jesus. Danny Giovannini was 13 weeks ago. (laughs) And JF Potty Plant was... Uh, 15 weeks ago. Stop. I'm sorry, 16 weeks ago. Oh my God, are you fucking kidding me? Nope. So like early July? Uh, June 24th. Oh my God, late June. Are you that? Because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a while. Time it's, is stupid. Yeah. You are, you are either, if you're watching the live stream right now or if you're listening to the podcast, you are watching or listening to two adult, adult brains being fried. That, yeah. that is insane to me. Because I look at the numbers, I'm like, oh, that wasn't long ago. I'm like, oh, wait, that's weeks. Yeah, it's right. been a while. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Good Lord. Yeah. Like, I had to go wait, to wait, the next page. That What's that? Where did you go to look that up? On YouTube? Yeah. Okay. Because I used to go to the website, and that's how I used to reference yeah. all my shit. And I'm like, I don't know where I would go now if I had yeah. to reference it. Yeah, it's it's anyway, we've got a throwdown. Yeah. Oh, nope. Hold on. <laughs> Welcome to the throwdown. All right. Yeah. It's time for the throwdown. If you haven't been here in however many weeks, um two things enter, one thing leaves. Easiest way to say it. So That's this right. week's throwdown, Dougie Doug. This week's throwdown is a Joe Pesci throwdown where we have Joe Pesci as Tommy DeVito in Goodfellas versus Joe Pesci in Casino as Nicky Santoro. Justin and I were just shooting the shit in our production meeting and we brought up Joe Pesci and we talked about Goodfellas. We talked about Casino and I was like, which one's crazier? And then we're like, hold on, put a pin in that. This is a throwdown because... Which one would win? And I, I thought I had an initial response right out of the gate. Yeah. I thought it would be Nikki from Casino. 
That's where my mind went immediately. Or maybe, or I can't remember. Maybe I was thinking, you know, Tommy from Goodfellas. Because I was like, uh, because the more I thought about it, I'm like, they're basically the same character. <laughs> I mean, look, most of Joe, I love Joe Pesci. But if we're going to be honest, most of his early characters or characters around that time frame were the same character. Yeah. Because um, so if we start with like Goodfellas, like Tommy is known as like a loose cannon. Like that guy. Yes. Is willing to kill, no problem. You know, don't, he's don't, don't make fun of him, don't laugh yeah. at him, don't look at him the wrong way. You know, like he is, he will, he's got a a hair trigger on him. Yeah, he's like he doesn't settle down. You know, he's yeah. just kind of goes. You know, doesn't have a family. You know, just likes to bang a lot of chicks. He's, he's got always, his ma. Yeah, he's he, got his ma. He's got his ma, and that's it. And yeah, he's just. I mean, he yeah, he's the whole reason why um, they get into trouble because he mm-hmm. he kills yeah. uh, Frank Vincent's character, uh, you know, a made kinda, man. yeah, who's a made man, and that that kind of leads to all the trouble. So he's definitely a problem. But then Nikki Santoro in Casino is also problematic. I mean, he's a high level hitman in the mob. Um, he's feared. He's also I wouldn't say. I don't know if he's as much of a loose cannon. He's just greedy. He's greedy, but he also doesn't. I feel like he doesn't have any fear because he just starts going off the rails. Kind of kind of not listening to the, the guys back home, right? Because he's greedy. It Chicago? Right? It's yeah. in Kansas City. Is it, um, uh, the, they, the couldn't say sh- they couldn't say Chicago. Like they had to, I oh, think my could. understanding is like they had to kind of like fudge some of this stuff because they were supposedly the lore is they're like yeah we can't even let anybody know that we know who this is possibly about so like it's the kansas city guys it's the detroit guys it's the you know it's been a while since i've seen it so all the the details are uh, i just rewatched it like two days ago so it's very fresh in my mind so nikki goes out to vegas right originally to protect de niro's character Right. You know, and protect the casino and the interest out there because they're making money hand over fist. But then Nikki sees the opportunities like there's no he goes, I could fucking run this town. So he starts expanding his influence, starts like, you know, uh, handing out loans with interest and starts, you know, basically bullying people around. And he stops cheating with De Niro's wife. He stops paying attention to what was needed, you know, what the boss was saying. So it's really greed. He like he really wants to stake his claim. He really wants to own that. Tommy and Goodfellas isn't quite like that. He enjoys doing this if he likes to make money. But for him, I think the thrill is the violence of it all. I would agree with that 100 percent. The thrill is the violence. Now, would you say that Nikki is more uh, calculated, though? It sounds like Nikki well, lays out plans and follows them through a little bit. The better. thing is, Nikki understands the problems because at one point when things get really bad, when you know the bosses find out that he's banging De Niro's wife, he has a right. moment where he goes, "I really fucked up here. Like this is really bad." Like he understands like the yeah. error of his ways. Tommy doesn't have that. Tommy killed an innocent kid for saying "Go fuck yourself," and right. he doesn't care. He doesn't give a shit. He he's he'll kill anybody anytime doesn't matter he's just I don't know man I think he's a little more off his rocker and I think because of that because he's not aware I mean that's mm-hmm. how he gets killed right 
I mean, the, the, right. the he's so blinded by the the what what he's being given. Like, oh, I'm going to go get made. His mom's proud of him. And he's he like, can't yeah. fathom that he has done anything wrong that would ever have any sort of consequences. Absolutely not. And while he's you know, he can be tricky in a way of like how he does it. He's also pretty brazen at the same time. Yeah. Now, Nikki is also pretty brazen the way he and his crew act. I mean, they shoot up cops at one point in time. You know, they're pretty right. brutal in the way they do it. But I feel like. Oh, it's tough. It's so tough. I, the thing is, like, just the the in that scene in Casino where De Niro is out in the desert and mm-hmm. he meets and Pesci meets him out there, the voiceover and the demeanor, De Niro is there's fear in it in in the character. Like there, what, I, I what don't want to call him. He says he goes. What's his name? What's that now? What's his character's name? De Niro's character. I think name. it's Sam. I think you're right. I wanted to. I want to call them by by their names, Nikki and not yeah. De Niro. Um, De Niro. I feel like it's Sam, right? I believe it's Sam uh, Casino. Uh, it is Sam Ace Rustin. That's right. Ace. Yeah. All right. So yeah. So when Sam meets uh, meets Nikki out in the um, in the desert, like he's like he, he says in the voiceover, something to the effect of, you know, you don't know when Nikki asks you out to, you don't know if you're you don't know if you're coming back. Right. You know, and there's a there's a legitimate like concern of like, I've got to have a stiff upper lip. So he carries with him. He carries a very large stick. Right. Like he, there's there's it's he's not someone to be trifled with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think the dialogue goes, you know, nine, nine out of 100 times, you know, I'm out here with Nick. I'm not worried. He goes this time I gave myself 50 50 odds. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's like, ah, you know, especially they talk about digging holes in the desert and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. you know. So I think this is really close. I think the ferocity is pretty much on par with both of them, like with what they're willing to do. Um, Also, like Nikki was really big into stealing shit. You know, that was what his guys do is they would go and steal high rollers and roll into town. They go steal their shit and things like that. They weren't above killing. That's for sure. But I know I feel like it's going to come down to. Tommy is a loose cannon, and I think he's easily baited. Okay. I think Nikki also has some trouble with some of his emotions, but I don't think it's as bad as Tommy. Tommy just seems unhinged. And Tommy seems, you know, because again, we also see Nikki, you know, uh, Ace gets, you know, he asks this guy, hey, is this your pen? The guy starts talking shit to him, and then Nikki grabs the pen, starts stabbing the guy. Like... Basically, like the guy's barely breathing. He's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. he's like, you hear that, Frank? You hear a little girl? You hear a little girl? Where's the tough guy that was just here a minute ago, like bossing my friend around? You know, he kicks him. There's a guy stabbing with a fucking fountain pen. So pretty brutal, yeah. both of them. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like Nikki has more control, which is saying a lot. <laughs> but I don't know if that's helpful or not. I think it is help. I think it's. I think that is advantage, Tommy. Then mm-hmm. because while they're both able to do some heinous things, and they're neither of them are afraid of violence, and while I think Tommy can get baited or goaded easier, people can get his goat way easier. I do think that he. I think that he is quicker to snap and snap harder than Nikki is, and so I think because. I think if like if they're both powder kegs, 
Tommy's got the slightly shorter fuse mm-hmm. and he's going to blow quicker. And I think that gives him the advantage over Nikki. Cause while Nikki might be good at like plotting out like a robbery or some, like he's figuring out how to expand his empire. It's not necessarily strategic in the moment. He mm-hmm. still is reactionary when, when shit goes down. And if Tommy is popping off first, that's going to give Tommy the advantage. So I feel like I've, I feel like my vote has to be, Shockingly, Tommy uh, Joe Pesci and Goodfellas is Tommy DeVito. Yeah, I. It's a tough call because, <clears throat> I mean, we see what happens because the, the 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 smallest insult sets Tommy off, right? And you know, we see that Ray Liotta's character. Yeah, right. And when he's laughing at him, and he just like the color drains out of his face when he's like, "What am I funny to you?" And he's like, "Yeah, no, no, no Tommy, that's that's not what I meant." Like he is terrified that there was a slight misunderstanding yeah. that speaks volumes. Well, no, you see later in the movie, again, we referenced, you know, the Frank Vincent moment where Frank Vincent is breaking his balls and he flies off the handle and he's like, keep him here. And he's like, we're going to fucking kill this guy. Like, you know, it right. was, it was, it's tough. Yeah. I, I think in a situation, a flash situation, right. Which is kind of what we're talking about. We're not talking it's about, just, yeah. Give enough time, Batman can beat anybody for a situation. Um, I think if you if you went that route, if if Nikki put like if there was a hit put out on Tommy and Nikki was taking care of it, I think Nikki would be able to to get him easily, be able to sure. bait him, take care of him, no problem. But in just a straight up sort of like, it'd be real easy to figure up anything where these guys would piss each other off. I think they would yeah. hate each other, and the set the slightest thing. I think would set Tommy off. I think Tommy would just go and guns blazing. And I think, I think you're right. I think I'd give the edge to Tommy from Goodfellas on this one. Yeah. So we're going to go. Tommy. God damn. That was really fun and really complicated. And that was, was like an old school throwdown. That really was. That felt, like, that felt like an original throwdown. It was such an even match too. Like just, yeah, that's a tough one to, to break down. And we did it all by ourselves. Not yeah, that we have anything against the council. It was just like something we came up with. It was a nice surprise. It was like an old school thing where we came across it. So yeah, it was really fun. It's natural. All right, Justin, what do you got to recommend this week? You know, I don't, I've recommended everything that I'm currently either watching or just got done with. Uh, and I haven't really tucked into anything new that has grabbed me. Um, I will. Oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, I did put something down here. Uh, what, uh, yeah. Abbott elementary. I take it fully back. Uh, I can't remember who I was, who was it? We just had on. I was uh, Teddy Gales. It was Teddy. Right. Um, Abbott elementary. I jumped into that. So I had started watching it a while back and it was one of those where like something else came up and I put it on pause and never came back to it. It won all the awards, uh, got all the accolades. Teddy recommended like, I need to jump back into it. God damn it. It's such a fun, just, it's, it's, it's a great, um, it's a great sitcom. Like, nice. you know what I mean? Like it's, it's well casted. It's well written. It gives you sitcom vibes without being cringy. Like some sitcoms can be. So I think it is a very well done. It's got a heart. If you are a teacher or know anyone who is a teacher, like where I'm watching it with Beth and Beth will, there's certain things where she's like, Oh my God, that's so true. Like yeah. she is pulling, life experiences out of this sitcom and she's like man whoever did this has experience either being a teacher or being around teachers because some of these things are 
spot fucking on. Yeah. So I would say watch Abbott Elementary. It's on Hulu and HBO Max. I prefer HBO Max because it's commercialist. Um, but uh, either way that you can consume it, consume it. I Do would it. say it's a good show. Do it now. Um, Talk, you want to? I recommend. I just watched Werewolf by Night, and it was fun. It was a fun show. Like it's it's. You did dive into it, okay? Yeah, it's on Disney Plus. It's fifty minutes. Um, self-contained story about uh, monster hunters coming together. Uh, their leader died, and they're trying to decide who's going to take up the mantle. And they essentially go on. They go on a, a hunt, and it's interesting. It's fun. It's it's in black and white. It's a little more violent. Uh, I think yeah. the black and light white kind of helps with that, uh, nice. so it doesn't seem as bad. But it's interesting. I, I thought it was fun. It was it was it was enjoyable, and it takes place in the Marvel universe. There's nothing like super, you know, like hey, there's also, Captain America, you know, like nothing like that. But um, right. I think it was it was it was enjoyable. It was again, it's self-contained. It, it moves relatively yeah. quick. You know, it would have been nice to. I, I would have loved to see that as like a maybe <clears throat> two or three episode. Like just quick series as opposed to just one fifty minute, but it was it was fun. Yeah. It was good. It was like a quick, enjoyable watch. I thought it was good. It was an, it was definitely a different tone than what we're used to in the Marvel universe, yeah. and it was it was enjoyable. It was interesting. So cool. I I'd, I'd say I rec- I recommend it. I say check definitely it out. Definitely gonna check that one out myself. It's got yeah. old monster movie vibes to it, so it's very interesting. So I definitely say check that out. That might be honestly, we've been waiting for Drew's entry to marvel i thought about you the whole time i was watching it this might be it man and i was like i don't know if he'd love it but i think he'd appreciate it i think he could watch it and be like eh, you know like he could he doesn't have the stink of superhero all over it yeah i think he could enjoy it so it definitely i I thought about him a lot jf potty plant also says uh i wreck Disney's 80s classic bed knobs and broomsticks because angela lansbury just died today oh so R.I.P. Angela Lansbury, and go one? check out Bed Knobs and Broomsticks, um, in honor of Angela. That's from 1971. Damn, dear God, about a decade off there, Potty Plant. Yeah, Potty Plant, get your shit straight, bro. Come on, IMDb it before you wreck it. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Oh shoot, older than I thought. Yeah. And it takes place in 1940. Jesus Christ! Oh my God! <laughs> What's true anymore? Uh, with that being said, uh, y'all should check us out on all of our social medias at MindGap Podcast. Check us out on YouTube.com/slash/MindGapPodcast. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Check us out on Patreon.com/slash/MindGapPodcast. Check out our merch at Redbubble.com. All that good juicy stuff. Check out our Discord in the description down below. And be sure to follow Justin as well. On Instagram and Twitter, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on Good Pods, Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, all the places where you can find and consume podcasts. You can find and consume us. Like, subscribe, share, rate, review, all the things that we always ask you to do. And then 2East8th.com and then 2East8th on all social medias. And of course... Do not forget to go to loveandimprovfilm.com. Click on the Seed and Spark logo and donate to the film. Help us get this made. Final push, final eight days or so. And uh, we really appreciate your help. Anyone who's donated already, thank you. And anyone who's thinking about donating, thank you in advance. 
And then just give us a follow because we're going to push forward with the movie, uh, obviously. So give us a follow on social medias, uh, at Love and Improv Film on uh, Instagram. I think it's just at, at Love and Improv on Twitter. It might be at Love and Improv Film on Twitter. But if you follow any of us, Doug, myself, or MindGap, we've retweeted and posted. So you can find it. Go there, give us a follow, and, and watch this movie get made. It'll be a fun time. JF Potty's plant says donate to the film. Yeah. So you heard it right there. And Come he's on. cool. So yep. do what he does. You know what I mean? Boom. Boom. Well, as always, this was a fun episode. I've enjoyed yes. it. I've enjoyed spending time with you, Justin. I've enjoyed spending time with everyone out there. Thanks for letting us invade your ear holes for a little bit of time. And with that being said, I want to say, Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you. Chat, thank you. Listeners, thank you. And you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.